welcome to the Austin Forum Upload, where we explore pervasive and emerging technologies and their influence and impact on society. In this series, we upload direct to you information, opinions, and insights from thought leaders, experts, and creatives from Austin and beyond. They'll share their perspectives through conversations, interviews, debates, discussion, and more. I'm Jay. I'm John. And I'm Huli. And we co-produce the upload for the Austin Forum on Technology and Society. I'm very pleased to welcome to the show Amber Allen, the CEO and founder of AA. Over the year that I've known Amber, she's told me about so many interesting projects that she's worked on for a number of different clients in technology, gaming, and entertainment. And I really wanted to understand the scope of what her company does and share it with our audience. Amber, can you describe what AA does and what you do? AA is a technology company that creates innovative and uh, unique technology pieces, whether it be apps, whether it be VR, AR content. And we actually utilize those to create better experiences. So working with different brands, um, creating experiences around the technology, whether we create or the technology that we're bringing to market. So in some sense, it's branding, marketing, education. You know, it's, I like to say it's an experience all in itself. Uh, whether you are watching a live stream of an esports game, how did that game get up there? How did the arenas around those experiences? Um, or it is a digital component. If you check out our business card, it's an augmented reality app that will have a hologram jump up on it and tell you the new media and the new content in whether it be technology, design, or whether it be one of our new brands of products. So you're using technologies to create not ads, but experiences, yeah. and you're creating experiences to help people become aware of, informed about, and yeah. enthusiastic about other technologies, yeah. about other activities. Well, think of it this way. Most of the technology that's coming out is one of those that people need to get their hands on and feel in touch to really understand it. So look at HTC Vive, when we got to work with them and help bring them to market about three and a half years ago. Um, it wasn't one of those things that you could, unless you put it on and you really experience it, how do you explain something that no one's been able to do before in a virtual space? Look at magically. Same thing. It's when I tell you an AR and it's AR content, that's one thing. If I show you, well, Pokemon Go, now we have a better understanding of it. So creating a fun game or experience around something that can be a difficult technology to understand helps simplify the message and adapt quicker. So in some sense, it's it's like advertising for the digital era, but making a digital experience instead of a print ad. You, oh, 100%. Okay, so you, yeah. you maybe create a mobile app, you maybe create a VR experience or an AR experience. You mentioned to me live streaming too. That's a yeah. big part of your business. Can you talk a little bit about that and the audience sizes and, and why live streaming has become so big? Sure. I, you know, I like to say it's um, we are no longer a society that just wants to have our content spoon fed to us. We want to be a part of the story and have a way of interacting with our content. A uh, perfect example, we will literally have something live streamed on Twitch, create a digital overlay and can have the digital world changing what happens in a physical space hundreds of thousands of miles away. And nowhere, anywhere in the world, you can then change what happens at this one live streamed event. 
And that is that interaction of making the world kind of smaller, you know? Oh, so, okay. So it's not just live streaming the event. It's providing an interactive capability for everybody viewing it over the live stream so that they can influence what's actually being live streamed. Exactly. And so it's, um, uh, you know, a perfect example is Netflix just announced Black Mirror that one of their last episodes of this season that's coming out is going to be actually changed by the audience. Over the next few years, you're going to see this in all forms of content. Um, it's going to be one of those things where you actually choose your own adventure as we grew up in kids. And I think that's one of the biggest things of technology that opens those doors is you are no longer just having everyone tell you what you need to be watching and interacting with. You're actually choosing that. And that is what we do at a net net of double A. It's how are we creating an experience that lets you remember the world that you just attended. So I, I'm still trying to make sure that I can paint a, a picture around all this because I remember when I, I first said, Amber, you get to throw the coolest events in the world. And you said, I don't do events. I do experiences. Yeah. So just describe one of these recent experiences with a customer that you can talk about and how you went beyond an event to make it an experience and how you created, use technology to create that experience. So an experience can be, uh, whether it be digital and you watch it only online, or it can be physical like we do at Comic-Con. So one of the ones, one of my favorites, is one we did for uh, Capture the Bone for Overwatch. And we wanted to do Year of the Dog, and we were spinning off of the Puppy Bowl. Obviously, everybody knows the Super Bowl. And um, we wanted to show that, as this game, is, uh, the basis of it is Silent Heroes. And so the developers were like, we want to do good here. We don't want to just do a marketing campaign. And we said, well, how about we actually live stream like it's an eSport event? And for those not familiar with eSports, it's kids playing kids. Um, it's literally like an ESPN. You're telling how they're playing the game and the game is going live. And it's, it's a blast. It's how you learn how to play this, the game. And so we actually took these dogs that needed to be adopted and had them play in a map with a background and everything that looked like the new map that was coming out. Uh, we worked with pet finders. You could actually um, adopt dogs live. Uh, and we had this for two hours, shoutcasters going, that were actually shoutcasters from Overwatch, saying, oh my goodness, did you see what that, that player just did? He did X and Y, and these were dogs just playing. It was very cute. So we curated the content, then live streamed it, uh, with the overlays, and uh, we had three million people that watched that in a three-hour event. Over the next two weeks, we had over seven million people watch adopted dogs playing in a map and in a game like an esports tournament. That is an experience. It was the most positive feed on Reddit and Twitch. Wow. So, how did you come to craft this company? I mean, this is a very creative and innovative concept. I, I know plenty of people in Austin that are AI developers or blockchain developers. I know other people that are in advertising agencies and other people that are social media experts and other people that are in television production and whatnot. You've blended a lot of these elements together into a pretty unique company. How did you, how did you come to do that? What was your inspiration for that? Well, I mean, my career really started um, at Reebok, so I had kind of that sports background. I love the interaction of people. 
Um, and then I was over at Disney and I mean, Disney does it wonderful to where you feel immersed in something from the moment that you step into the world they want you to create. Um, and then from there, I went to video games. And so getting to work with Riot Games and and helping build the first ever esports live arena event in the U.S. Uh, and, and looking at the convergence of the digital and the physical world and watching as, as we built things physically, the crowd audience from 700,000 to it would jump to a million in a small time frame. And so we realized and I realized that it was one of those really cool moments where you're like seeing two different worlds proving what one worked and what doesn't. Um, and so no longer is it, well, marketing may work, it may not. By utilizing technology, you can prove it. And here's the thing, if it doesn't work, as a person that wants, what's your whole why? Your whole why is I want innovators and early adopters to get to change the world. And if I truly believe that, then it is my mission to be able to amplify what their product or their message is. So if it doesn't work, I don't want to be doing it anyways. So that's the best part about tech. We're not going, oh, cool, let's slap it over on this billboard. Let's put it in this commercial. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but to the audience that I speak to and my my company, we really are on a group that have ad blockers and they don't watch commercials and they're unplugged. So how do you market to them to where they want to be interacting with your brand? And, that, focus on. and that sounds like part of the key that, the people that are interacting, they don't think of it as an ad or marketing. They right. think of it as interactive entertainment as being part of yeah. it. So Yeah, it's funny. People go, oh, you've got to be authentic. You've got to be original. And the thing is, isn't that who we, who we are as people and the people we're interacting with? You don't hang out with somebody if they're not authentic and genuine for the most part, right? So then why would we want to do that with our brands? So this kind of method of, well, you know, this is where our biggest margins get. You run off something like that model, which I believe some of the advertising world has done for a long time, then you're not actually being authentic to what your consumer and gamer wants to hear or wants to see. You're doing what's best for you. So how long have you been running AA and creating these experiences? So AA is five years, five years, uh, in August. So wow. yeah, so we're, Congrats. Uh, thank you. We, we've been uh, growing quickly. So there's all the challenges of that, but it's been super exciting. And you're not just an Austin thing. You've got no. offices in multiple places. Yeah. Right? We're, I moved my headquarters here a few years ago, being originally from Texas. Um, but we've got a large office in LA, uh, one in San Francisco, and then a satellite office in London. So now looking at New York. So we'll see. I was just going to say New York sounds like yeah. the next logical addition, uh, addition. So how do you approach these companies or has it gotten to the point where they approach you? Do you still have to go out and tell these brands, hey, you can do an old school advertisement, but we can create an experience that will make people excited about your product or your service? Do you have to convince them or do you find more of them get it now and are coming to you? You know, it's fascinating. Um, I think you would probably say this as well with technology from your adopters, right? Is like the people that first buy the iPhone in the very beginning or the first people that are like, all right, I'm going to do crypto. And then by the time the main audience knows it, you're like, yeah, I've been doing that five years. You know, is that like that laughing of early adopters or anticipators? We work with a lot of those clients. So our market is video games, technology and entertainment. And we have found in those verticals that they're already your anticipators. They are your 
marketing to your early adopters and to your your young audience so that they are um, they already understand what we do and if they don't they they see it because they already need each other right if you're a hardware company you need content if you're a gaming computer or if you're Nvidia Intel AMD you need uh, your games as well as you need your hardware companies like an Alienware or Dell so because what's so fascinating about the space that we play in is they all interact so well and our model is it's not it's more about partnerships not activations so if we're a partner then we'll just bring people together which amplifies the message already does that make sense sure yeah so right now in the endemics that is our world we play in and they come to us and that that space uh, we we did and I, I won't announce it yet but um we are doing a large partnership out of new york and um, that is more in the game the non-gaming more of your traditional brands and so i believe that there are definitely some uh, that are really looking at whether it be gaming whether it be technology and vr ar um building in that space and those companies are starting to hear a little bit more about us but so you yeah. said tra traditional brands. I'd understand you can't announce it yet, but you said first your three verticals were digital experiences around gaming, which makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Digital experiences around technology products, mm -hmm. which makes sense because you probably use those technology products in creating the experience. Right. And then you said around entertainment. So did you mean around uh, television, movies, uh, so, music? Yeah. We do work like you. We did with Ready Player One, you know, with Warner Brothers. Um Sony and um, YouTube, Reddit and Twitch, who work on those entertainment forms. To your point, they are kind of the new television in a, in a way of content watching. So yeah, we have the honor of working with those different brands. So for our listeners, many of whom may be, you know, still reading magazines or eBooks on their Kindles or listening to podcasts, which we hope since we have a yeah. podcast series, um, but maybe haven't engaged in some of these newer types of comprehensive digital experiences. Um, what is the scale of this bit? Describe what the reach is of some of your digital experiences. How big has this gotten? How many participants in your largest digital experiences? Well, I mean, the largest one is 30 million people for League of wow. Legends. So, um, like I said, we were talking about earlier the capture the bone which wasn't influencers. It was just, you know, it was a great brand with um, puppies. Who doesn't love puppies, <laughs> right? right? Um, to get those numbers. And like I said, I think it's much higher now. It was just, that's what it was in a week and a half, two weeks. It was uh, what scale the for that? Stream. The live stream. Yeah, the live stream for Capture the Bone. Was how many? Was 7 million. 7 million, okay. Yeah, and so, but And your peak have... one was 30 million. So you're getting digital experiences that in some cases are being viewed by millions of people. Yes. Not not tens of thousands, but, yeah, but and, and the, the millions is, and even tens of millions. Exactly. And, I, and I've been asked like, okay, well then what is the, what is the way that you make something that is not a game that automatically has, you know, millions of people playing it? How do you bring that to market? And I think the biggest piece is going to them. Like, how are you going to the, the consumer, the gamer, the attendee, the audience that you want, go to them and create the content and utilize the technology that they're using. I think that's a big piece of it. When we talk about technology and the products that we create, whether it be a platform or augmented reality, we create immersive experiences in AR 
that changes an entire world. Now the world that they attend, as well as the world at home, they feel that they got to be a part of that. If they can't make Comic-Con, then they can still say, okay, but I got to see not only live stream it, but I'm getting to activate a game that they only had access to here. So finding those different ways of creating the media platform um, is how you can cr increase your numbers, even if you're not League of Legends with 120 million people that sign on a day. Yeah, those are still pretty staggering numbers, probably a lot larger than many people would expect to haven't yet participated in these digital experiences. So yeah. I'm just trying to get a feel for how fast is this growing and when do you see these digital experiences becoming a more mainstream and maybe even majority of the way people learn about a product or interact with a TV show or uh, participate in an online gaming environment and, and so on. I think it, we are finding that it's more of when the message is simplified and they understand it. If you had asked someone outside the technology world and you'd said, what is AR? Uh, have you seen augmented reality? They'd be like, what? Then you go Pokemon, they're like, oh, yes, okay, I understand. I know now what AR is. The adoption rate for AR is going to be so much quicker because the simplification of the message and people understand what something is. Um, that's the thing, like even with the Magic Leap headset. I, if, if we can create content, then the content will drive the, the purchases of the headsets. And so being able to have those media platforms to be able to share, to be able to understand it quicker is going to have that adoption rate. Look at Fortnite. We all said, okay, well, gamers is a certain market, right? Now Fortnite has become a pop culture. Well, it's that adoption rate and how simple is it to do it? If I can only play it in my computer at home, but if I can go over to my friends now and play it on my phone, there comes an adoption rate that gets picked up a lot quicker. So you've mentioned a few different technologies and a few different brands, and I realize that you're using technologies to create experiences for other technologies as well as yes. entertainment brands and gaming. Can you just run down real quickly again, what are the list of technologies that your company uses in creating these experiences and who are some of the clients on the other end that you've created these experiences for, the ones that you can name? Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just did a really, really cool one that was for uh, Stephen King, for Mr. Mercedes with AT&T and built out an entire immersive experience. Then we created an augmented reality app that you could actually do at home. And then when Comic-Con started, we turned on the Comic-Con live experience. And so you could walk through the experience, seeing things that were no longer available before or after. And it was a game. And so uh, we also worked with one of our partners and did a VR, created photogrammetry. Uh, for those of you that have not tried that yet, it's 70 photos per second. Oh, that's what my engineers told me. And that's amazing. Like, it is beautiful. And so we got to publish that. And Vive, AGC Vive being a client, um, Viveport put it on their site. So we were able to push it out there. AT&T, since we work with them, we're able to put it into their flagship stores. Um, we were able to work with Corsair and had their computers on site, uh, worked with Red Bull. So all these are clients. And so we brought them together to create what was a really amazing immersive experience. And what saved the client a lot of money because it matched what the goals were of our other clients. And I think that's the thing that's so cool about tech, right? Is that 
we got to build the AR. We got to build, work with teams and build our own, publish our own VR. Then we also did video mapping. We had hologram fans. Like it was so much fun, but it all created this story that made you feel like for a minute you were in the digital space in the VR world and you came out of that and you were in that same space, but now you got to touch and feel and smell and hear, right? So that's what you want to do. You want to create a world that you realize, wow, man, this company just gave me something that in five years I'm going to go, well, man, I remember that first moment I did X or I saw Y. And then if you can remember that, you'll always remember the brand that brought you that or the friend or the person or whatever, right? As, I, as I'm hearing all this, I'm, I'm realizing I want to see all of it. I want to touch all of it. And I Which realize <laughs> some of it is is transient experiences around at a conference or something, but some of it is online and available. Yeah. And and the, the wonderful thing about this podcast format is we can have these conversations. The drawback yeah. is, especially for your content, that so much of it is visual and interactive. Yeah. So where can our listeners go to see some examples of this? Where would you... Where would you send them? Yeah, I mean, AA.com. Now, American Airlines beat me out on the AA.com. So it's double (laughs) spelled out, AA.com. We've got there. We've got a YouTube page. Um, We we have it there. Someone asked, well, have you submitted for awards? And I've just been two heads down building this thing and creating these experiences. We're going to work on that. What are the awards appropriate to? I mean, I know the awards are for a song. Yeah. or for a commercial, or for a TV show? What are the awards for a digital experience? So right now, the Emmys have a really good one on interactive activations. Um, the Effie Awards, to be honest, I'm still learning this myself. Because okay. to me, you just create it. And it's not about us. That's the whole point. It's about our clients. We're doing a really good job. It's not double A, you remember, unless you're the client that hired us. Right. You know, that's yeah. the whole point. I'm not a vice. I'm not one of those that has our logos equal. We're, uh, we are the guys behind making it amazing. Do you have any upcoming experiences in the Austin area that some of our listeners could attend uh, or participate in? Believe it or not, we're already starting to lock down South by. I just locked in another venue yesterday, so I can't believe that's already around the corner. Um, in Austin, Is it going to be a double A uh, venue or a venue for one of your clients? For Well, Hopefully quite a few for our clients, but yeah, so we'll have those out there. Well, I look forward to that. Um, Do you have any major online live streaming experiences coming up? We do. They haven't been announced yet, but we will start posting those more on our Facebook page um, for our clients. And as we launch those out, we just got done with the Razer launch event. So the new Razer mobile phone. Oh, okay. Razer Gaming. And um that was great. We were able to walk around way with about two hundred million impressions from that one. So yeah, and I I remember when I was looking through your footage, I saw your experience around Intel Optane with the yes. company that I work with, Dell EMC. So yeah. and didn't see your branding in it. So I see what you're saying. You right. try to stay behind the scenes, but create these wonderful experiences, and it's about the experience and the brand that you're working for, not about you. So. Yeah, and I love the conversation we were having about that before of like. With Optane, that's a perfect example of knowing the something inside of an Intel chip. How do you make that cool and sexy, right? And so being able to create a memory game that showed the AI and showed how um, that worked, that was an interactive experience. Those are the things that now people are like, oh, so that's why I need that in my computer. And I must have my IT or myself pay for that extra RAM. 
Yeah, there's a lot of technologies that I guess we just like to take for granted and maybe don't know how they work, but you make even those really interesting to learn about. Well, man, you know when it doesn't work, right? Like you know when it doesn't work. My phone keeps freezing up and I'm going to my guys going, why is it doing this? So we talked a little bit about some of the things that you have coming up. I'm going to ask you two more questions here. One is what advice would you have for a brand now, someone who has a product or service, how would you advise them to begin crafting digital experiences instead of traditional ads? Well, I always like to think of it is about the 500 people in a room, but it is not about the 500 people. It's about the 5 million that need to see this. But if you do not have the energy and the excitement and they are not sharing the story, then the two have to work together. I always say with the brand, I it is if you're doing an experience, and I really, I think we had this conversation, if you're doing an event, what is the difference? Well, an event is something you come into, you have some food and you have some drink and you get some good networking. You don't remember afterwards because you drank too much, which brand brought that to you, unless, you know, maybe the little photo booth. And experience is something that continues to live on. So as you are, did you download an app? Did you have a video animation photo booth? How many, did you have a little FOMO when you walked away? Because your friend was talking about one thing and how in the world did you miss that? But afterwards, how did it live? I've seen some of the most amazing experiences and I won't even say the names, but at Comic-Con and at South by, the people dropped $4 million. Afterwards, all you'll see is a sizzle. There's no gamified from it to where you could actually walk through that space digitally. There's no live streams that could actually let you interact and feel that you were there. Uh, I think we need to start thinking much more dimensional, not just the one layer of attendees at that one time. And so do you provide consulting for companies if they say, come to you and say, Amber, we've tried all the traditional means of getting the word out and building loyalty and awareness. They do okay, but we're looking to go beyond that. Do you work with them hand in hand to understand their product or their service and craft this digital experience around it? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've got a team of almost 47 people. So, and my teams come from Twitch and YouTube and Coca-Cola and Fox and Sony. And my team is strong in being able to come in and help build a business plan. But then I think the other piece of that is, okay, but then how do you execute it? I think there's a lot of companies that come in and go, you should do X, Y, and Z. Now have fun with that. What we like to do is come in and say, here's what will help you build. And now here's the partners that will actually be able to to magnify that, not just leave you hanging with some good ideas. Cool. So we've talked about how people can see some of your digital experiences by going to your website. You've mm-hmm. got some of them linked there. We talked about how brands can come to you and work with you to craft a digital experience. What advice would you have for the Austin tech community that maybe wants to get into craft, they want to be developers or content creators. How do they move from doing a a 40-hour-a-week software development job for a particular enterprise package to doing something like this in the creative sector and working in creative ways with brands? How How do they find a career path in this area? You know, it's been interesting. I've actually been talking to a couple. There's some great startup tech companies here, and I've been able to actually work with UT as well to see some of the talent there of, of how we're creating um, the education behind the tech and the storytelling, right? Because mm-hmm. um, so many times you'll have a strong understanding on how you build the tech, but then if it's not exactly a certain way, my engineers go, oh, that's smoke and mirrors. No, no, it, it can be both. 
I think for me and what I'm seeing out there, it's an understanding in a live production or a live interaction between your consumers. So you create, stop creating these tech ideas. And like you said, the 70, 80 hours that we develop stuff and in a bubble, how is it actually interacting and how are you being able to set something up? That's the biggest challenge I'm seeing is some of these great tech things. Once it goes live, they don't think of, oh, well, people are not like our coding and our, our robots, right? They're, they're different. They think differently. They move differently. And so what you think they should be doing, they're going to surprise you in a live event. So how are you building the, the product that can be adaptable to a live audience? That is a great point. I mean, you, you have to create content in which you have to be able to deal with the unexpected. You're dealing right. with interactivity. So you don't know how people are going to react to it. So you've got to build in this this, all these potential options and actions and reactions to it. That's fascinating. Which goes back to what we talked about at the beginning, the whole choose your own adventure, right? The, the idea that no longer can you just create something and people just follow or spoon fed. Now you're creating products and tech. People don't have to take it. But if you can create it, that it makes sense for them and it fits like a puzzle where they're like, oh, okay, I have to have that because you explained what it does for me, not just because, well, you idiot, why don't you know this, you know? Well, Amber, I really appreciate you sharing all this with our audience. Um, we're about out of time, so I'm going to wrap mm -hmm. up with one question. What would your key takeaway point be here today? We've covered a lot of ground, a lot of technologies, a whole new way of creating brand awareness and, and loyalty and even fanaticism. Um, a way of interacting with people. What would your top level takeaway be for our audience? So what I would love people to come away with is the fact that the technology that is out there, blending that more with the creative and storytelling is the universe we live in. It's not, oh, tech is over here and media is over here and creative storytelling is over here. No, no. The best way that we can actually really capitalize on this is how are we blending these? It's like art, music film. Now let's introduce tech and AI and robots. And we all speak, start speaking a language that is a blend. This is how we're really going to capitalize and our message and amplify this fantastic new products that are out there and new brands. That is a great point to close on. And thank you very much. Really look forward to seeing some of your upcoming experiences. I'm going to be tracking your website. I can't wait to see what y'all show at South by Southwest. And in fact, I hope we can get you to do a live event for the Austin Forum where we can show some to. of these on the screen and on the big stage and maybe even bring some of these experiences into our events. Yeah, I'd love that. Thank Thanks you very much, Amber. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for listening to the Austin Forum Upload. You can listen to additional episodes and check out a schedule of our monthly in-person events at austinforum.org. The Upload is a production of the Austin Forum on Technology and Society, a nonprofit organization here in Austin, Texas.